0: But yeah, dude. Uh, been hitting up Siege a little bit. Got back into Smite. Fucking loving it, bro. Fucking. Got that gauntlet going on Smite. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, I'm really excited for Merlin because he's gonna be the nasty. Cause he's like, I, I love Arthurian legend. I- I'd say that's like easily one of my top ten fandoms. Yeah, it's he's uh he's like a God. Godsta- uh, a was it a stance changing mage. So is, is that the whole Arthur thing? Like I guess so. Yeah. stance change? Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I uh, When I was still playing Yu-Gi-Oh, they released like an Arthurian-themed deck. Oh, yeah? So it was a lot of like calling out monsters that were like the knights. Yeah. And then the boss monster was, was Arthur, and there was two forms of him. Okay. And so you just play a nasty game of, of domination. So you'd have this uh, spell card where it's like your mo- your opponent can't have more monsters than you. But if you have this massive tank on your side he has to overcome that somehow uh-huh. and then arthur had a bunch of negates and stuff so it's like oh well you know i try to use this on him well i negate it yeah and he had like so many negates per turn and he was just a bitch to get over and all my friends hated playing against that deck yeah yeah that was fun well yeah he's a he's a stand he has
0: three stances three Very cool yeah and uh arthur has two right arthur had. well arthur is weird weird because he combos but uh into the stances right yeah he comes combos in and out of stances I haven't figured that out yet. He's very intricate, but apparently, what I'm saying, everybody's what everybody's saying, I guess, is uh, right now Merlin seems like the most complex god in the history of Smite.
1: So- Man, that's weird. I, I remember when we—I um, don't want to say first picked up Smite, but for for the sake of when we as a squad first picked up Smite, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, Ares is super complicated. And then you know you kind of learn the mechanics and mm-hmm. went along. And you're like, okay, Ares is not that crazy. And I think at the time, it was it wasn't playing a cob, It was building a lot of a cob yeah. and. You know, all the gods were fairly straightforward, except I think Hebo, like, at that time, Hebo was probably the most complex because you had to know how to combo off them and uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. But now we've come such a long way
0: with, you know. <laughs> who, so, who, uh, I mean, I don't know it's been a, a while since you've played, but who's the most complex god you, know, you think you know off the top of your head?
1: Off the top of my head? See, here's my thing. I don't play complex gods. You know me. I played the, uh, like, I main Thanatos for a while there. Who else did I play? Uh, Chiron big on Kyron. Gabe
0: has a thing where he's either he's going to have a character or a god with a whole bunch of CC, or you're going to be that, that targeting god. Where Yeah, I'm gonna well, because you,
1: well, you know how I like to play. I'm either right behind you, helping you out, or I'm looking for the one god that's straight away from the path, and I was like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah punish. Bro, Who fuck. else did I play? I, those are my
1: two mains easily. Who else yeah. did I fucking play? I don't you know. know. You didn't play very many mages. I know that. No, I didn't really like the whole mage aspect, which is uh, funny. Me. That's me. I played... I played, uh, Kabrakhan. Kabrakin was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I played a lot of hunters. That was my thing. Hunters yeah. And you're, a, you're a hunter,
0: bro. Uh, they changed Freya. Yeah. You mentioned it, but like, I, I'm finally getting it where her, her, where, what's it called? I forgot the name of the fucking thing. Her Northern lights where it's the buff for her, um, her basics uh-huh. and the second, I think it's a irradiate or whatever. That shit doesn't slow anymore. The, 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 probably that's probably a balancing change at yeah, that point the right. range the range blast doesn't doesn't uh fucking yeah it used to be real nasty i would just nasty hunt, with it yeah i would could, just chase a motherfucker. You couldn't get out. away but now yeah. you know you got yeah i think you gotta you have to run to, you have to buff it i think to, in order to forget the slow because the still slow still comes so i'm trying to figure out like how the whole thing balances yeah. but she has probably the best wave clear in the game she's a one-shot wave clear now with that's that. crazy yeah that nasty is crazy oh
1: i played uh the, the the mayan dragon i can't remember his name uh, uh
0: Kukkan. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah yeah i played a lot of him too those are like my four mains
0: yeah you like i said you like uh you're that weird uh you like that cc or you just like to hunt people down
1: you know what i i think it's funny when we play like um character or you know role games mm-hmm. because i always pick like the weird one yeah well except for maybe siege i always play at least on offense i always play thermite because yeah. you know you need a good cornerstone for any team uh-huh and what you know what better than thermite or you know or Hibana, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, smite was uh smite was fun, man.
0: I need to get back I, like, dude, you need to get back into it. It's so good. Get back on that grind. Yes, sir. Alright, man. You ready? Born ready. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 103. Wow, 103. Chugging towards 105. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving along. But uh yeah, we're back at you. as a brutally cold day. Brutally cold day. Next it's couple? beautiful out there. What fuck you fucking, No, it, it's snowing again. Yeah, it's
1: snowing again. Uh, we have a low of negative 17 on Wednesday. Yeah. So if you don't need to go out, don't. Don't. I was t- going to buy my Silent Planet tickets, and then I was like, maybe not. The, yeah. Definitely. I'll catch them next time. Yeah.
0: Not this time. Too cold. Too cold. But uh, yeah, man. So it's cold, and it's, man, it's rough. Um, so yeah, we'll get into the, the, the notes and stuff like that. But I want to play a quick homage to my cousin, uh, Karina, who just passed away uh, yesterday. Um, we weren't like super, super close or anything like that But much my dad's cousin And uh, I think you could probably relate When your family member Or when your parents Are lose, hurting Yeah, when they lose people who are close to them They start to question their own mortality And that makes kind of makes me sad a little bit Yeah, I'm, man You don't really want my dad thinking about that type of stuff So uh, To my cousin Karina I, May she rest in peace uh, Apparently And this is the coolest thing And she actually Because I guess, you know Because she kind of lived her life sick uh, When you know Things are wrong. You start to think about death, right? Yeah, absolutely. So about a week ago on Facebook, she posted, um, "When I go, I don't want the people dressed in black. She's like, I want, I want everybody to throw a party, fiesta. And, yeah, that's and, the way to go, and man. And Celebrate. So that's what she wanted, and that's what she's gonna get. So, uh, like I said, make sure you rest in peace. All that good stuff. You know, I hate getting sappy and stuff, but I think the dude from
1: Kublai Khan said it best. And I know I've told the story before, but he said he was on tour one day and before he left for tour he got into a fight with his mom you got a call you know mom passed away and at warp tour he was like you know take take care of them and love them when you can because you don't know what you got
0: till it's gone yeah so if you're if you're fighting with someone take this as your sign yeah for sure for sure uh so yeah make sure you rest some peace and all that good stuff don't mean mean to start off the pod on a uh, somber note but it is what it is
1: all right let's talk some uh so, so you had a you had a flavorful experience this week and I, yeah. ah, man, I swear I told you not to get it, but you didn't listen. I think no,
0: I think you definitely, you definitely did. So here's the deal. Let me tell you. Let me preface this. Uh, so I work in the, I work in the HR office now. I'm not HR, but I work in the HR office. Okay. Where, that's where my classroom is now and stuff. So, uh, one of the the head HR ladies, her name is Janelle, super nice lady by the way. Um, she's like, man, like I'm just walking by, she's like, what? She looks like she's like stunned at her table at her little desk. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, the chicken's hot. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, um, fry the Coop. She's like, I ordered from it. She's like, I saw it on Uber Eats and I picked it up. And she's like, I figured, you know, I like a little bit of spice in my life, so I'm going to take the hot. <laughs> a so bit. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, I can't eat it. She's like, I can't. I'm like, it's not that bad. She's like, no, it, it really is. At that point, I already eaten. So I'm like, oh, maybe tomorrow. So the next day, I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the chicken and waffles and I'm going to have the hot, the hot option. So, it came and I I opened up the thing. I'm like, "Okay, I'm looking at the, this chicken and it's just it's like a dry rub. You could look at it. I'm like, this thing is going to fucking kill me, right? Just by the color. I'm like, this is going to hurt." So, take a bite. I'm like, "Nah, eh, it's not bad. bad. Not not horrible, but it's a little bit of a slow kick to burn." It. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a, kick. a little bit of a, a little bit of a tray you in there. Yeah. But uh yeah, we'll get to that
1: later. And then second bite, I'm like, "Ooh, kicking up the notch. Ooh. It's like uh
0: it's like hot ones when yeah. you're
1: like Couple wings in, you're like, I am fucked, aren't I? Yeah,
0: and then the third bite, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is hot. And then by that point, by that point in time, my eyes are tearing up, like my nose is, up, my nose is starting to run. And then um, I was like, there's a class in the classroom at this point. My counterpart's teaching them, and I'm like, whoo! And then, like in the background, and she's so like, yeah, all right. I'm like, this chicken's fucking hot. Fuck, it is really hot. Yeah. So I went to go ch- chase, chase her down. I'm like, you were not joking. I'm like, that shit. Was so fucking hot, it, and I could tell it's good chicken, but I couldn't even tell you if it was good because it was so hot. Right. And on top of that, I got the chicken and waffles. They have spicy butter, so I threw spicy butter on top of my waffles. So I couldn't even get a break with the waffle. Yeah, you just got decimated, huh? Yeah, it was hey, fucking hot. Here's my thing.
1: Hot. I've been to I went to Frieda Coop when they first opened, like their first week. Mm-hmm. And here's what I got, and and I love this thing. It is a chicken sandwich, but the buns are glazed donuts. So I always get like the mild chicken because the hot is way too fucking. It's fucking hot. hot, dude. But that like, that salty sweet combination works so fucking well. I
0: was gonna get that, but they they said it wasn't available anymore or something like that. I'm like, huh, why is interesting. it interesting? Why is it on the fucking app then? Maybe it's
1: not available for Uber Eats. Maybe I don't know. You know, maybe there's a there's food concern there. But yeah, you know, if you if you're around that area, I definitely recommend. I'm it. It's definitely, yeah, they got a good beer selection. Um, yeah. And you didn't even get the hottest one. And that's like, crazy, yeah. isn't it?
0: The next one is the next step up. It's called crazy. And that, and,
1: then the, and I think there's one more. There's the Nashville hot, which I think is a meal. Yeah. Like yeah. The Nashville hot chicken.
0: That's just unreasonable. Yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> it was know, good, though. Yeah. Once I got well. like was able to get some of it down. But yeah. So another thing I want to talk about. So I don't know you probably don't have much of the comment about this, but it's just a general like thought that I want to uh, share with the podcast people, folks out there. So, I'm a Tom Brady fan, right? Sure. I am a Patriots Tom Brady fan. They're my second team. say I'm a homer. I'm, I'm Bears first, right? Yeah, okay. So, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, all right? And everybody who surrounds me in my family... Hates you. Hates me during this time of year, all right? Because every year, the Patriots are, at the very least, in the AFC Championship game, right? They've won the last three in a row. They've been They've gone to the last three Super Bowls in a row. Think about that. So... Like I said, everybody hates me. My question is because, to me, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I don't think there's anything that anybody can say to change my mind about that. And I don't think there's anything anybody can even do to even begin to change my mind about that. My question is, why do people hate greatness? Like, I understand. You're talking I, like a general term? Yeah, like, I understand why people may be sick of him, sick of seeing them. Yeah, but well, he's been in the spotlight. Forever. Forever, it's yeah. It's been what, like eight years now? No, he's been playing. He's He won his first Super Bowl 17 years ago. Or whatever Yeah 17 years ago 2001 2002 whatever He won his first He The <laughs> The coach he's playing against uh, The, the Rams him. No I'm saying He was When Tom Brady was winning His first Super Bowl The coach for the other team Was a quarterback in high school Jesus Christ Yeah He's great he, He's greatness Why do people hate greatness? You think he's gonna hit 20 and retire? Be like a nice even yeah, I think so Yeah I think uh, my, my mentality is this Is I think he wins this one at, If he wins this Super Bowl I think he's done Cause that's his sixth ring, six Super Bowls. Never been been even been close to being done before. He's gone to nine total, and uh, I think there was a statistic that like a seventeen percent of all Super Bowls, Tom Brady has been a quarterback in one of them. That's ridiculous. Okay, yeah, that's that's wild. That's uh that's a level of amazingness that we have yet to see. I just don't understand why people hate greatness. And, and right now, I know when my mom's listening to this episode, like later in the week, she'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's talking about it." But I think there's a level of. Uh... Like
1: tribalness Especially to sports mm-hmm. And I think that You know Especially coming from The Chicago area Where football And hockey And basketball mm-hmm. Are all like massive Parts mm-hmm. of like The Chicagoan culture mm-hmm. People really start To kind of uh, Corner themselves In this mentality They're like If it's not the Bears I don't give a shit And you know I can kind of relate it to When we chat about music Like okay When we talk about bands Like the Maine And the 1975 Like maybe it's not Our genre But we can admit Good musicianship When we hear it You Facts. know and I think it's just that kind of mentality, that tribalism where if it's not white, it's not right. That kind of mentality, you know? I feel. If it's not what I'm relating to, then you're a piece of shit. Facts. And I think it's that. And I I think people hate on greatness just because they can't have it. You think it's what it is? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Because it's, um, you know, I don't know what Tom Brady's doing different. I can't speak on his behalf. But he's clearly doing something different to mm. separate himself from the pack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could tell that. And it's just a matter of, uh, well, why can't Chicago have that? Well, x, y, and z and mm-hmm. I couldn't even t- start to fathom what X is you know I feel and I-, I think it's that mentality where the patriots and people who love the Patriots they're probably over ecstatic like yeah we got this one in the bag and it- I-, I think it's that mentality man it's that like well we can't have it and then too it's this tribalism that's kind of having everybody like closed minded
0: yeah I feel like the whole country hates him <laughs> I don't understand why it is what it is uh but that's just something I wanted to talk about and in, uh, in passing because I was wondering what you're kind of Thought process yeah, is, is on it. All I right, so. so let me go Let me go ahead and pull up the... What's my call? I the actually, Agenda? Yeah, I actually saved the article this time around. Hold on. Uh, where'd it go? Saved. So, well, speaking of the Super Bowl, we have a whole bunch of Super Bowl ads coming up, right? Usually that's part of the fun is watching all the ads. Now, I want to talk about every uh, like big Super Bowl commercial trailer, movie trailer that is projected to make the Super Bowl this year. And I just want your overall opinion on interest all right sure now, a few of these we already know based on what we've talked about previously but you go ahead and throw out there out of five let's say gauge your interest avengers endgame three three I right done the middle i figured captain marvel four four nice okay shazam two two okay dropping off episode nine star wars i'm, I'm gonna remain neutral on this no strong feelings yet three okay toy story four like a four what men want, which apparently is a sequel to What women want, from uh, the Mel Gibson chick flick. Oh, um, like three. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Honestly, I thought you gave it more than I would. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Four. Yeah, that's up there. We. Oh man, if this trailer is like anything like the last one, mm-hmm. or... yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be amped. Uh, the Lego Movie two. Three. Yeah. Uh, Alita, Battle Angel. Have you seen this? I've seen the trailer for
1: it. Yeah, like a three. I got some concerns with production and how this movie's gonna pan out. Yeah,
0: happy death day to you. (laughs) Oh, uh, I think the first ones on Netflix like a one. (laughs) Yeah, How to Train the Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon. Ah, yeah, it's actually I think that's
1: up next that we should talk about. Uh, like a four.
0: Okay, Dumbo. Three.
1: Pet Cemetery. Ooh, I don't know how I quite feel about this. I'm gonna give it a three until I see it. No, pass. Hellboy. Yeah, you know my feelings. Like a strong five. Yeah. Detective Pikachu. Mm, uh, like a three, man. They should have gotten Danny DeVito. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds, but come on. Danny fucking DeVito. Yeah, that would have a good pick, I think. What the fuck is a Pikachu?
0: <laughs> right. Uh, John Wick. Three. Really? A three for John Wick? I thought it would be a little three bit more. Three for three. I don't know what Rocket Man is, but Rocket Man. Whoa. He's uh, reading. Rocket Man. Is that the Elton John? Oh, is it? The Elton John uh, biopic. Is it? Rocket I don't Man. No isn't, idea. isn't that John? Isn't that Elton John? Ooh. David Bowie, maybe? I don't know. One of those guys, I'm sure. One of those famous Brits. One of the greats? Yeah. Uh, Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> Men in Black International. like it, two. The Lion King. One. Spider-Man Far From Home. Three. Hobbs and Shaw, which I guess is a spinoff of Fast and the Furious with uh, Jason Statham. One. Jason Statham and The Rock. You're going to pass on that? It chapter
1: two. Uh, oh, it chapter two actually like a four.
0: Yeah, interesting. Strong four. Zombieland two,
1: four because I want to see it. Okay, but like we said, ten years too late. Actually, I think it's ten on it, it's ten because it's two thousand
0: nine. Yeah. Ooh, fuck. Joker. No. Really? I'm not doing no DC stuff. Is that really a DC book? Would you consider that a DC? I mean, it's not the. I mean, I guess it's. We'll not, see, man.
1: I, I, I look. I love our boy joaquin phoenix but i got concerns with literally everything else we spoke about this i know he can nail it it's just the writing the producing the directing it's everything else it's not joaquin
0: fair enough and frozen 2 which i don't know why yeah
1: yes i don't have kids yet yeah that's true that's true
0: so that's 26 films that are potentially supposed to have a super bowl trailer uh so that's kind of the general look i i think for the overall i line up Kind of close to Gabe for most of them. So I don't think you're too far off with a lot of those. Except the Joker. Gabe. I think I'm a little bit more excited about that than you. But
1: I think you're a little forgiving. less worried. Forgiving. Less, no, less
0: worried. Yeah. Because uh, I don't
1: know what it is, man. I just think you're like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Joaquin. I, I believe. I believe. Yeah, No, like I said, I have full faith in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just everybody else involved <laughs> with
0: this movie. Hey, man.
1: All right, so uh, you mentioned How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, you could actually get tickets right now to see it in oh, two weeks, next week. It's oh, February my God, really? 2nd. Yeah, you could see it three weeks early Holy if it's shit. not sold out. And they're showing it at Marcus. They're showing it um, at Crestwood. All the local theaters at Quarry. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Yorkville on there, but I'm sure it is. And it's one Saturday afternoon screening at, like, 3 o'clock. Hmm. So, you know, hop on them before they're gone, and you can see it three weeks early.
0: Cool, very cool.
1: And they're, they're dirt cheap. They're, like, 9 bucks too. They're not charging, like, the 15 release night premium.
0: What do you think? What do you think the reason for that is? I don't know.
1: Uh, Probably... Who is it? DreamWorks? Yeah, it's DreamWorks, right? Yeah. I think they're just giving back.
0: Okay. doesn't seem like them.
1: I think they're just trying to generate hype. They probably know it's a... They probably know they
0: put a lot of love and time into the movie. Is this a lot... What what day of the week is that? Saturday. Okay. Because I was going to say, maybe it's like... Like a Tuesday night showing where everybody's at work? Well, not that, but I'm like, maybe it's like a Tuesday morning or something like that where kids can go to like field trip or something like that. But it's too cold. I mean here, I guess, but... Because I know, like, for a lot of those Disney, like, biographies, you ever, or documentaries, you ever seen any of those? The, like, the monkey movie? Not, and not
1: the biopic, but I saw Christmas Carol in theaters mm-hmm. for a field trip. And oh. I think it was, like, a week before it came out, too. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Right Stuff like that. Dot.
0: Yeah. So, that's interesting. It's a
1: Saturday, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, we both kind of have high respect for this movie because they do, they, they do both a do really solid job. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, so you got some spare cash and you got some spare time, by all means, check it out maybe, February 2nd. Maybe, check maybe. out your local AMC. You know, it might actually be an AMC promotion now that I think about it. They probably have some, you know, cross thing going on there. Indeed, indeed.
0: All right. So you got a chance to watch it. Yeah, a little bit. I got to watch, watch the little Netflix show. So, so tell them what we're talking about. Well, uh, as I think I might have mentioned it previously on the podcast, Carmen San Diego got her own Netflix TV show, right? It's a little cartoon. Uh, right now, first season has about nine episodes in it. Um, it's good. You'd be shocked. Um, it's kind of got a Bond feel, a little bit of a Bond feel. Uh, it's, I think it's, uh, like, it's educational. Like, they teach you about stuff. Uh, they kind of go into Carmen Sandiego's backstory. Previously on other versions of her, in the computer game, she was like the villain that you would chase. But she's kind of the protagonist in this. And you kind of learn, a little, know, like I said, a little bit of an origin story, a little bit of background. And, um... Uh, yeah, man. It was pretty good. Uh very cool. I like the animation style. It's like I said, it's very noir, uh Bondy kind of feeling. Um that's good you stuff. You and, and i and
1: uh, I'll, I'll take your review seriously because you're a Bond fan. I would say more so than I am. Yeah. And when you use that like Bondi Bond desk, yeah. It's not very lighthearted. Yeah. You know, it's like not you know, it's not something you toss out there.
0: Yeah. Uh definitely yeah, definitely not. Um yeah, man. Like, uh, like I said, I really love the animation style. Uh, I like a lot of the premise. Um, it's very interesting. Very Netflix well done.
1: has been taking care of a lot of the stuff they've dropped recently. Yes. We watched the Fire Festival documentary. I watched that too. Excellent documentary. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't actually the first documentary I watched about it. I watched, uh, I follow this YouTuber by the name of Internet Historian. And he does exactly what it, his name implies. Mm-hmm. And he covered one of the Fire Festival and it was really funny and informative. What the Netflix one really fucking went in depth. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, man. Apparently wild.
0: there's another one on Hulu, too. Yeah.
1: And uh, theirs dropped like a week earlier, so I'll probably get around to that one. You want
0: to, you want to talk about the, 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 the documentary about sure, the Fyre Sure, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I think that guy is the ultimate... A megalomaniac. He's the ultimate con artist, and he knows it. He's a sociopath. Yeah, absolutely. And... Um,
1: I think you kind of have to be a sociopath. Yeah. Because uh, looking at the information that the documentary presented... This festival had a chance of being salvageable, but it's the fact that he kept saying no to all the recommendations by the professionals in those fields yeah. and he wanted it done his way. And I think this is, you know, um, you and I kind of came to fruition from the same person in a, in a sense. You know, Josie always told us to grab the bull by the horns mm. and it's a strong, strong dicket, right? He didn't yeah. use strong arm, he's a strong dicket, right? And I don't know if he meant the bull or the situation at that instance, but, uh, oh, he always, he always said to grab the bull by the balls, not yeah. the horns. Okay. Um, and, and this was an instance where it totally backfired mm. that bull, he knew what was coming.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, my favorite, my favorite thing about it is that these guys thought that they were going to fucking change the world. And you could tell by the fact they documented every fucking thing about the whole entire process from top to bottom. The, the, all the footage, that wasn't dramatized. That was real-life footage that yep. they themselves... Captured. Captured for... music promotion, yeah. The, yeah. And it was just incredible how, like... because it, I, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but, like, the way he got away with... Or the way he was getting away with things is kind of like borderline H.H. Holmes getting away with murder kind of shit. Where you were just literally like, how the fuck yeah. did nobody notice that this guy...
1: We had some guys like the investment, the Calvin dude. Yeah. Calvin Wells. Yeah. He caught on and he kind of knew what was going on. Yeah.
0: But I'm saying like, by, by that time, it's too late. He's got fucking investors up the ass. He said he's invested in Facebook for billions, billion, of dollars and he's yeah, only like got $1,500 yeah. in
1: stock. Yeah, man. Uh, solid documentary. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, me and Maddie have dove into the uh, documentary side of Netflix. The it's actually murder really of... Uh, Gianni Versace is really fucking good. Check that out. If okay. You I think the first season, that's the second season. First season is OJ mm-hmm. and those are very well done. Um, yeah. Like murder on the green mountain. That was good. There's a whole bunch of fucking,
0: there was a, uh, a well, I don't know if it was a documentary, but it was like one of those uh, discovery channel TV shows where it was like uh, people, uh, was like, what was it describing? Like how people survive in like obscene or strange parts of the world. So like they have people in like Siberia, like yak herders and shit. Uh, it's going to be Chicago in like next week Yeah um, They have that And they had um, Like people from like I said Like um, what's it called Fucking people who were like Firefighters in the rainforest And stuff like that And how they work with the indigenous people To like how they train them It's I very think, cool
1: I think the firefighter in the rainforest Is a very cool concept I yeah. think they do fairly well Because firefighting training is no joke Yeah But uh, And you know they go through like Hell and back sometimes yeah. But
0: Yeah because I think The rainforest was drying out because of the fires and then it was just like make it a million times worse and like i said they train these indigenous people to to be firefighters because they can't do it all by themselves it's gotcha. impossible
1: very cool uh nice little chat about netflix mm-hmm. stuff and uh you know when they crank something out we'll be sure to talk about it so uh talk to me about kevin smith and uh jay muse
0: so no relation to Davey muse no none jay inside of bob got greenlit is gonna be what is this number four five well if you count clerks do you count clerks Let's not count clerks. So it's Jane and Silent Bob, Strike Back. No, it's just Jane and Silent Bob Strikes Back. There was oh, no shit. Yeah. So this is only so, two, if two you, in spirit, three. Well, if you count, if you count all the clerks, right? Because they're both were, in Mallrats? huh? Were they are in Mallrats. That's four. Uh, yeah. Dogma five. This is kind six? of sort of six. Yeah, not really. Set, Spiritual six. Yeah. Let's call it that. Yeah. Well, chasing Amy seven. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Basically, this movie got greenlit uh, to see Kevin Smith in the old garb with like 30 to 40 times skinnier than he was.
1: Yeah, man, he's going have to get have to get those raggedy-ass things tailored.
0: So me and Adriana, had, a, had a, we had two jokes in mind, right? My joke is maybe at the very beginning of the movie when we first see Silent Bob come out, Jason would be like, what the fuck did you get so fucking skinny or something like that? Or they go through the whole movie and he's like, what the fuck? Where did you get skinny? That, that whole thing. Or Adriana was like, jay's gonna be like man at the very beginning like there's something different about you and at the end he's like you got a new hat <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the joke that we had i thought that was pretty funny uh yeah, that's solid that's yeah a, that's a not, properly good joke yeah not too bad and have him kind of roll his eyes and move on but uh so yeah I, i'm excited i'm definitely a have been like, yeah, cool. I, I mentioned about it a bazillion times i'm a big fucking fan of everything this guy does so.
1: i hope uh G-M hughes is doing well man because i know while comic book man was filming
0: he was kind of bumming know. around the shop a lot yeah so I hope he's got his shit together. I mean, like I think him seeing him bum around, I kind of Ben is better than him potentially not bumming around and Lord knows what he's doing at that point.
1: Yeah, we don't want another Steve O incident because you know, you know, that could go south very quickly. Yeah, and I feel like it w- Jay would be subs- susceptible to that lifestyle, yeah. but. Definitely. Very cool. So, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. We got a working title yet? Nothing yet.
0: No, just Jay and Silent Bob. That's all I heard. Gotcha. Let's talk some gaming. So, you
1: put you put some quality stuff on here. Talk to me.
0: All right. So, Cuphead twos on the works. I guess the the creator said we got some epic shit in mind. Which, of course, they do. Cuphead, it kind of be one of those sleeper hits for a couple years or two years ago at this point. Two years ago, uh, well, it was
1: a sleeper hit for like a week, and then people everywhere started yeah. throwing controllers at their TVs. This is true.
0: Uh, named one of the hardest games of recent history, um, and yeah, like I said, the developers say, you know what, we got some good shit in mind. We got some crazy good stuff. Shit. You gonna pick it up if it comes to PlayStation? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to play the first Cuphead. I mean, uh, you can play it on PC. I don't, I don't know. You know how. Oh, that guy. I don't think it's that intensive, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, um,
1: people are comparing it to Dark Souls because Dark Souls was like the first game to really, well, I don't want to say the very first game, but it was the first one to kind of test your armor there, you know? It was Dark a... Dark Souls, uh, Demon's Souls, and people are comparing it to that, and
0: <laughs> I, I like how that's become the standard now. Oh, like I, Dark Souls,
1: but it's cartoons.
0: I feel... Um, what's it called? Like, Dark Souls is like the hardness is so ingrained in the the, the fabric of that game, right? Where that kind of became like a genre where, like, hard games for the sake of being hard. Fuck you. Yeah, Uh, because, like, obviously, like, there's games like Castlevania's and fucking uh, Ghost and Goblin's and Mega Man's of the world who were, like, they were fucking hard, but there was so much other stuff going on that nobody really thought about it, you know?
1: Yeah, um, well, those games are hard for different reasons, because I played through the first Dark Souls, and it was a very rewarding experience, Mm -hmm. because there was times where... I had to walk away from the game. Yeah. I could not do it. I feel But at the end of it, when you kind of learn everything and you master it, you put in your time and research, it's very rewarding. Yeah. But at the same time, the game has no difficulty setting. You could very easily walk back to the first area of the game and get fucked up if you're being careless. Because mm-hmm. those enemies, they'll mob you, bro. They'll... And like I said, man, it's, it's a rewarding experience. But yeah, I like how that's kind of become the uh, like the, the gold standard. Yeah. How does it compare to Dark Souls? Oh yeah, it's hard? Just, just call it a samurai
0: Dark Souls and we'll sell it. <laughs> so yeah man uh so and i thought that was kind of cool top of that we
1: have kingdom hearts 3 dropping this no. week
0: yeah this week at some this point week. i think if you have order it you get it a couple days early too Ooh, tasty now how do you feel about the kingdom hearts series as a
1: whole i never really well i grew up with an xbox and i went to 360 i understand the importance of them and i understand how well beloved they are because all my friends won't
0: <laughs> shut the fuck up about it but um, I haven't really spent a lot of time on it. Okay. So uh, I have a passing history with, with Kingdom Hearts. I've played them. Uh, I wasn't like crazy, crazy, crazy like everybody else is. I mean, I love the concept of having that, that JRPG with the Disney Disney, yeah, yeah the Disney licenses. I think that's interesting. Uh, my thing is um, I'm looking forward to what kind of the new things that they've acquired, Disney has acquired, and see how they integrate it. With. Yeah, we
1: might get stars in a Kingdom Hearts game maybe, now if you think about it. Maybe. Marvel stuff too. Marvel.
0: And- mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff you can do there and uh, potentially combine like all your favorite things together and yeah one, man place. Let's,
1: let's just hope it's a good combination which yeah. i know it'll be yeah it's kingdom hearts and it's been what 14 years
0: something like that something crazy. kingdom hearts 3 was a playstation 3 console seller and it never came out <laughs> yep fun facts but uh so yeah man i'm sure a lot of people are hyped about it but not as hyped as i would be about, about the, this next one. about the next one so, so uh
1: talk to me about metroid prime
0: 4 i've seen but, some buzz or er, er, about this title in the news but I, I decided to avoid it i guess they're um they're ramping up, man. I think we talked about it numerous times, how we would love to see a new Metroid. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've seen like quality Metro game. Since uh, uh since Samus got a deserved
1: standalone, because everybody's like, oh, it's using Smash. <laughs> so is everybody else, buddy. Sure. So,
0: um, man, I think it's exciting. Um. Yeah, man, we're seeing a lot of franchises come back, like Mega Man and yeah, definitely, this and definitely. So, have you seen footage from the Mega Man, the
1: new Mega Man? I have not seen footage. No.
0: Yeah, it has that old timey feel, bro. Very cool. I mean, obviously, it's up, it's up, it's high res, and you know, it looks great. But man, it looks good. Uh, but yeah, so Metro Prime Four, I'm excited. Uh, I may make me get a Switch. I don't know. Uh, I mean, nothing is yet. Nothing has made me go that far yet. So gotcha.
1: Well, maybe you'll get MK11 on the Switch. Uh, so, um. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 came oh, out last night. Yeah, I am not going to do my review this week because I had no time to put into it. I didn't even have time to boot the game up. Mm-hmm. So I will get a re- review next week mm-hmm. just because I want to spend some time with the game. I want to get to know it. I don't want to kind of throw out first impressions there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I want to put in some hours. And But from what my buddy tells me, he said he has his asshole puckered the whole time. It's just terrifying. Wow. Yeah. And I don't want to give anything away, but he's, he's played through all the Resident Evils and he says this is genuinely terrifying. Wow. So, yeah, I might just have to take the what computer did... downstairs and run around the 7.1 sound system. And is just this your –
0: uh, is 2 your favorite or 4 your favorite?
1: You know, that's a hard one. I, I Okay, 4 is my favorite at the moment because 4 improved a, lot of, improved a lot of things, what I loved about you know some of the earlier games. But if this remake is good, it's substantially good, and it makes me feel the way I did many years ago, then this one might have to take it.
0: I feel like the difference is like when you have the – when you went from – Metal Gear Solid 2 to, to uh, Snake Eater, right? Uh, 4 did that. 4 was that for Resident Evil 3.
1: Yeah, it kind of took... A, a lot of people say 4 is like the breaking point where it started going south,
0: but I thought 4 was very well done. No, Four. I think 4 is often touted as the peak, as the apex. Well,
1: look at look at 5. It took a lot of what 4 did and turned it into like an action Yeah, that was aspect. the problem. And I think, you know, I, I agree with you that, um, you know, aside from this remake, which I don't want to include quite yet, I think four is probably the apex of the series where mm-hmm. it peaked, but it also paved the way for a lot of things that people didn't, didn't like, like. Yeah. Where it took away from the horror and turned it into this action it, quick time I, event thing. And yeah, man. So it,
0: it ushered it into that, that genre. I
1: still liked, I enjoyed five. It five was cool. And then six, six is man. rough, man. Yeah, the four t- stories. We don't need that. But all I know is that you only get two stories in resident evil 2 remake. They're like 10 hours a piece. And you play with Leon and, uh, I always forget her fucking name. Help mm-hmm.
0: me out here. Leon and... <laughs> no, not Jill. Jill's did the... No, not Jill. Whatever her what's name Jill? is. Uh, Redfield? No, that's She's... Chris. No, that's his sister. Yeah, his sister. His sister's... I forget her name. It's Redfield. Claire? Might be Claire.
1: Uh, we're terrible Resident Evil fans. But yeah. You, you know, those two stories at 10 hours apiece, and then you get Tofu mode and time attack mode back. So, you know, they bring back shit people wanted, and uh, yeah. You so... know
0: what? Because, you know what? On paper... Because I, I don't remember if you remember like the the trailers for Resident Evil 6... But, like, collectively, all of us were like, oh, my God, you get to see Leon and, you know, Chris and all these yeah. people interact with each other. It was supposed to be, like, amazing. And At, the story ended up being complete
1: trash. Yeah. Like, but, almost different genres completely. Like yeah. Like, that Asian girls thing was all puzzles. and
0: Yeah. And Leon's was just a little bit of detective work. A little bit old school, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, Chris was the big explodey. Boom, boom. Explodey one. Michael Bay. But I'm saying, like, it, it could be done, like... It could have been done really, like really, really good. It could have been like the, 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 as far as storytelling, like a big jump. But I feel like they missed the boat on that.
1: Yeah, I am not opposed to
0: having Do you know what it four
1: was? intersecting stories. It's just you got to make each story captivating. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to make each person a completely different genre of game, but definitely give it some variety. Yeah. Um, Do you know what it was? It yeah. was
0: the Armageddon of Resident Evil.
1: See you and I have very different opinions about Armageddon. <laughs> I don't think Armageddon was all that bad. I think it was I think it was Ed Boon kinda like, let's give it everything we've done. And granted it wasn't a, the best game ever. I think it had some quality things in there. Like Conquest Mode was was great in Armageddon. Much better than Deception. Come on. Ground Pound, <laughs> take Dave on. It took Conquest from Deception and improved upon it in a lot of ways. Give or take. Did you have fun in Conquest Mode?
0: I have yeah. I, dude, if you let me walk around the Mortal Kombat world, I'm gonna have fun regardless. <laughs> all right. I thought character
1: creation was pretty cool. Granted, you know, broken if you figured out those stupid ass combos, but it, it was a cool concept. And having you know, having all the players in did, there ever
0: question. Sure. Did you create a, a character? Yes, and, I did. Did I you c- did you come up with a backstory for your character? No, I didn't come up with a backstory. I did. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't I didn't like typing on the on like the you know throwback mm-hmm. controller, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll just put my name as the bio. And we'll I feel. I yeah, I had a really cool character going, and, you know, fucked with him a lot. And I had a white ninja.
0: What like oh, did you? With the Reiko eyes.
1: My dude looked like straight, like he was straight out of an RPG. He was, like, shirtless with a dragon tattoo, and he had, like, these big-ass, like, metal boots and bat wings and a tail. Yeah. And that, like, big stone sword that... uh. You went full, edge,
0: you went full edgelord, huh? Yeah, kind of.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's cool concepts. It was just a matter of... uh, it, it was what could be done at the time, and I think that's what kind of limited it, and... Anyway, let's move away from MK talk because I feel like we're going to be doing this a lot. Yeah. What were we on? Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yep. I will get a full review next week. Cool. Um, like I said, I don't want to toss out half-assed ideas and shit out there. Um, okay. So speaking about gaming, uh, for rewrite this, I put down loot boxes because I had some yeah. had some words, and then I already have my next week's idea in mind. Ooh. So I'll, I'll toss it on here. But uh, let's talk a little bit about loot boxes. So All here's right. here's what I do if I rewrote this. If we're keeping loot boxes in the current state that they are pay-to-win type of shit random gambling that game must be rated m for mature because you are it is a form of gambling and certain countries in europe have already you know yeah. acted against it yep thoughts on that
0: i think it's a good I think it's good.
1: because now you have companies you know you're not going to reach as wide of an audience if you have an m-rated game especially if it's something like a fifa title yeah oh yeah, you know because it's like oh it's a soccer game there's gambling in it now that you could you know put in real world money and so I think with that, people are going to be more wary. Like, well, what the fuck do you mean there's gambling in this? Why is there a $400 credit card charge to EA? I'm um, like, And I think that that'd be a strong improvement. And we always talk about two games in particular when it comes to loot boxes. Uh, the first one is, is an improvement on what is the standard, and that is Smite. Yes. And here's what I like about Smite. It tells you everything that's in the loot box. You don't get duplicates for like mo- like 95% of these chests right it'll tell you the odds of getting that item and that's leaning towards the side of fair you know
0: and it's all cosmetic though
1: so like yeah oh yeah it's purely cosmetic and there's like yeah no you're absolutely right it's all cosmetic there's like the pedestals skins obviously announcers all sorts of shit, but it's not pay to win. It's
0: pay to look good. The only th- the only gameplay advantage or advantage that those loot boxes give you are like uh, the favor boosters and all that shit. But who cares if you know if it helps yeah, you really. ma- master your and, god? And
1: that's and again, e- even if you do get favor boosters, it's not like it's still it's not like that's leading into pay to win. Yeah, because what do you get? You it's get not, more
0: skins. It's not making you better. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's funny because like how many times have we come across a level ten? Something, you're like, well, how did you fucking play this character so much? Because you're really fucking bad at this character. Yeah,
1: well, I, I guess the only... If we're really making, like, a stretch here, like, really making a stretch, you could dump a whole bunch of money into, like, a, a loot pool is what I'm going to call them because it's not really a loot box. It's a loot pool into Smite, uh-huh. and you can get, like, some crazy-ass... You know, granted, you never get the Archon skin for Thanatos out of a loot box because that's Odyssey stuff, but, like, if you get, like, a, like a nice-ass skin like that... The greatest advantage you could possibly ever have is like a little mind game where the other enemy team sees that you have like this crazy ass skin. And and they're like little, fuck. And they get a little worried, you know? Yeah, we've but done then that. it still comes down to Can you how they play. Because yeah. it's like, how do you get an Archon skin if he's trash? Uh, you know that's what I'm saying? True. That is true. And then they do the whole Odyssey thing, which is beautiful because it's here's a bunch of challenges. Prove that you're worthy of obtaining
0: this. And I love that. Or, or not even just that, consistently play our game and you'll get it. Even if you're not great at it, grind away. Just keep grinding. And you'll, you'll, you'll get those low hanging fruit easily, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And like I said, Smite it doesn't have a perfect loot box system. No, by no means. But it has a very fair one. You know what you're getting into. You know the odds. You know everything that's in the loot boxes. There's no duplicates, and it's it's fair. I'd say it's it's fair. It's right between like excellent and like the standard that we have now, which is like you know your standard loot box EA type of shit. The other game I want to talk about is uh, we brought this up before. This is a game I picked up like early, early last year, Warframe. Uh So Warframe doesn't necessarily have your traditional loot box. When you buy something, you buy that item. And granted, some of these things, well, most of them are cosmetic. You could buy upgrades and stuff, but that, that doesn't really affect much of your shit. Now, here's something else I found out. There is a whole community for graphic designers and people of that nature that make skins and armor for the game. But here's the cool thing. When they put them up there, right? And they got to pass like a couple things, QA checks and and like a certain amount of votes, whatever it may be. When those things get plopped out into the marketplace and you buy one, 30% of the money made goes to the creator. Goes to the creator. So now you have people who can quit their day job and just crank out these skins. And tell me that's not wonderful. Oh, that is very good. Because you know damn well, um, the guys behind Warframe could have been like, yeah, you get 1%. But we get all creative rights. We get this and that and everything, and you know, you'd get like pennies.
0: Well, not even just that. Just play a f- flat fee. Be like, we'll give you this much for it,
1: and just have move on, regardless right. of how successful it is. But but now it's it's this kind of mentality where you you literally have guys that are like. I work part-time, but my full time job is trying to come up with new badass skins for all these different warframes and trying to get them out there. And people are are thriving. They're not surviving. They're thriving off this thing. Because three percent is a lot. Yeah. And that's that's an example of and I really love the team behind Warframe because Mm. they give a shit about the game. And I yeah. I talked about the whole pet situation. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where they had a pet thing where you could change skins and some dude in the beta phase spent like a thousand dollars. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to get rid of this. Yeah. Because they're like, there's no reason people should be paying $1,000 just to get a particular skin for their pet. Yeah. Right? And they're like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. He has like some sort of mental addiction or something like that. Because you are exploiting
0: people at that point. You're exploiting people. But
1: they did the responsible thing. They took it out. Yeah, he would have been like, let's put two dozen more. Yeah. And they're they're a team that gives a shit about their product. And Warframe is free to play. And, you know, this is, is, in, in my opinion... If you make a game free to play, you got to make money somehow. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it might be through, through microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it at that point. Yeah. Because you got to feed your kids. Yeah. And you got to pay your mortgage. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I'd be I'd be more enticed to buying at that point. Yeah. Like Smite, right? We talked about how that's the best 30 bucks you ever spent. Yep. Buying the whole founder's pack. It is. And so day. that's kind of my rant about loot boxes. We need to... Change the the setup completely, or have anything that has a pay-to-win loot box system as fucking rated M for mature.
0: I think it's interesting, interesting perspective, Gabe. Yeah, man. And Honestly. I'm gonna
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go in on some other shit next week.
0: Oh yeah, you got some you got something else? I got something to brewing. Uh oh, Gabe's got Gabe's got the the the, the, the craziness brewing, guys.
1: Yeah, you know, well, you know me when I go on a rant, I I, I like to bring proof and valid points. I don't Ooh. just rant to
0: rant. Okay, interesting.
1: All right, so, uh, rate It. this week, uh, we got a Treyu It?
0: Yeah, we got a you. So they, they have, I should
1: pull up their discography. They have a shitload of albums, don't they? Like yeah. nine?
0: Seven, no, they don't have that many. One, seven? two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, yeah, right, seven. Right, 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 right. Are you counting the, the best of? No.
1: Okay, so, so seven studio albums. I could already tell you what my top three are going to be, and everything else does, the order does not matter after that. I honestly, mine's in like in the same
0: ballpark, so. Yeah, I'm well, just... you want
1: to go three to one, and then everything else just toss it in the same fucking boat? Yeah, I guess we could do that. So, I'll let you go first cuz I'm I'm curious what you think. Sure, let me just pull up their whole discography right here. I have a good mindset. Okay, so um my number 3 is actually their 2015 album Long Live. I think it was very well done and, you know, some people are going to call me crazy, but it is it fits that dad metal genre, but it's still appealing to the younger metalcore crowd Mm -hmm. you know and i really i really liked a lot of the things that that album did and like i said some people are like oh you know it's very basic but like songs like long live cut off the head bitter broken memory those songs are quite quality yeah and they, they they put in some work and it showed on this album that's my number three
0: okay My number three is uh, Death Grip on Yesterday. So honestly, they've had, this is probably one of their more commercially successful albums, I think. Yeah. Is that that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. So they have X's and O's, obviously. Uh, The Theft, uh, Shameful. There's a lot of good fucking random fucking jammers on here. And this is when uh, I take this as kind of when they kind of started to push towards that direction that you were talking about. Because they were kind of more a typical metalcore band that was, you know, very common at the time. Uh, it was, I think, uh, there was a time period where them and Avenged Sevenfold were kind of interchangeable, uh, as far as like sound and like musical prowess. I, I think it's very pre- I think it's pretty close. Uh, I, I've seen them back to back before, and yeah, it's very hard to tell. Um, so yeah, I think this is probably uh, one of the, one of their better albums, and uh, like I said, they had some really good hits on there. And uh, like I said, commercially, I think it did pretty well. Good choice. And I think this is when they started to cross over into the whole mainstream kind of point of view. People are started used Q and one started to play them at yep. this point, you know? So that's mine. Number three. Very cool. My number two is their
1: debut album, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. Okay. Love it. I think it is the exemplary example of early Metalcore days, where these guys were just kind of trying to fit X amount of heavy into a much smaller envelope. And songs like oh man, like Ain't Love Grand and D And the arsonists Bangers. And then obviously the big one, Lip Gloss and Black. Yep classic metalcore classic early 2000s myspace core facts love it facts all right does that one even crack your top three
0: it does not actually gotcha you probably
1: have congregation of the damned no i don't oh yeah i don't either i do not feel like we're gonna get crucified for that one no
0: not really because well like maybe maybe
1: rko'd you
0: motherfucker yeah i don't know maybe aaron jones would he loves this band (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah all right so moving on the curse number two nice now uh kind of what you said piggybacking off of that uh this one is kind of the same kind of flavor, but it had more hits. It cool. had, it had yeah. the right side of the bed. It had the Crimson uh, Bleeding Mascara, all that good stuff. Bleeding Mascara was a I've seen hit. them. I think I believe I've seen them live at this point, and it's good stuff. Um, yeah, man, they just did a great job. I think I started to find their, their voice a little bit uh, with this. Uh, there's some good guitar solos in there. Uh, good work. How do you feel about their guitar work, Trey? You as a whole? Because I I have a very strong opinion on it, and it's pretty positive. I, I think... They've been rather consistent, Mm -hmm. and I
1: think there's always kind of been this mentality of, well, let's switch it up, but it still sounds like a trade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the closest thing I could call it is, like, you switch the skin on, you know, your operator, your god, whatever it is that you're playing, but their core fundamentals are still the same. Yeah. You know, it's just a little extra layer or a little less layer of flavor. Hmm. Okay. That's my opinion on it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Cool. So that's number two. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I could probably guess what your number one is.
1: Yeah, what do you think it is? Lead sales paper maker. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a total like 180 from the band at this point in their discography. I think that's safe to say, where they did kind of like pop rock to like alternative rock, a little somewhere in that area, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. This this album is pretty much all singles,
0: really. They're all solid singles.
1: W- yeah. Would you agree with this? Dan, no, or you got no, some beef.
0: No, you're right. Uh, that's funny because like a lot like you said, I think a lot of people view it as kind of their. Low point. No, 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 not not that, but like their pop radio, pop rock radio kind of vibe. But I'm like, there's songs in here that fucking rip harder than anything they've ever put out. Like becoming the bull, becoming the bull, doomsday, doomsday rips, fucking uh, one two or one. Yeah, lose Can't it. can
1: happen here. Slow burn. Blow. Yeah, I so- think. This is the album that Atreyu needed at that point. Because, like you said, this was, what was this, 2007? 2007, yeah. This was at a point where metalcore wasn't quite mainstream yet. But there were a lot of up and coming bands that would, you know, lead the mainstream, like Devil Wars Prada. And you had like a lot of these scene kids coming out of the woodwork and starting to crank out albums at yeah. this time. And Atreyu, I don't know, man, maybe they have some like future foresight. But what they did was they dropped this album, which made me go back to them. Yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah, Trey was good. But then I heard this and I was like, fuck, Trey was really good. And then I wow. went back and re listened to the entire discography, man. And that's
0: what this album did for me. You know what's crazy? Sure. There's only a year, but, well, not even. A Death Grip on Yesterday came out in 2006. Let's Hell Paper Anger came out in 2007. So they probably they
1: must have recorded those two back to back in like a three month span.
0: Think about it. That's only like, what, three tours? And then they're in the studio again? If, if that, because
1: studio work is a lot of work. Yeah. These albums are
0: very well produced. And I didn't realize,
1: Because
0: really my, in my head, the time period between the two was bigger because maybe I was younger or whatever it may be. But I don't I don't remember them being that close but Yeah, Let's
1: Sell's Paper Anchors is my number one. Say what you want. I think it's a phenomenal album, and this is the kind of twist on the discography that was welcomed. And I don't think people kind of look at this album they're like, yeah, that's trash. I think they'll be like, yeah. I, I think the worst thing you could say about this album is like, yeah, like two or three songs off it. I think that's the absolute worst thing you could say because there's nobody out there that's like, bro, this is this is garbage. This is this is bad blood. tray you, this is <laughs> you know. Like yeah. Everybody likes something off
0: this album. This is true. I think that's the worst thing. You Even say if about you it. like the fucking uh, the fucking outsiders falling down music video, you like everybody liked that. I don't give a fuck what you say. Everybody thought that was cool at least. Yeah, man. God like. Damn it. You know, like I said, classic Atreyu fans, songs like Becoming
1: the Bull, Doomsday, yeah. and uh Blow, well, maybe not Blow. Blow Blow's a borderline. But yeah. But but it's those songs that's like classic Atreyu. Yeah. You know? I feel that's I feel.
0: And it. again, I, I've mentioned this when I saw them. They still fucking rip live. They're they're still good. I don't know how they pulled it off. And they're still playing songs off this album. That's twelve yes, years old at they, this they, point. Yes, they are. Holy uh they shit. played like fucking four. Four songs? Three, four songs. That's they played Becoming the Bull, Blow, Blow uh, falling down and um, when uh, when two are one, yeah, that's yeah. good too. That's good shit, man. So yeah, that's my number one too. I do mean spoiler alert, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, the, same thing. The, the, the purists out there won't like that answer, but fuck yeah. You so and, okay, so Congregation of the damn. Let's talk about this. Sure,
1: I this, I think this would fit my number four spot. You think so? I think so, and I know we kind of lumped them in as one category. I think this is a solid album. it's funny because
0: I feel like I like the album. I, I bought it when it came out, like when it was brand new, brand new. Um, I feel like this is when we all kind of felt the wheels were falling off a little <laughs> a little bit. You okay, know, You know what I mean? Um, I think even the band, because they, they took a, a hiatus after this album dropped and they only toured for like a year off of it. Because I think they, like I said, they kind of felt like the wheels were starting to fall off of it a little bit, and uh, I'm glad that a six-year break. Yeah, I'm glad they took that time because, like I said, I I just saw them and they're still as good as they ever been. Yeah, man. So. I mean, at Warp Tour, they fucking shredded I two forgot, years ago. They did that too. Yeah, they kicked some ass at Warp Tour. So acting like they're 18 again, yeah. except not
1: as fat this time.
0: Well. Well,
1: yeah. well the lead singer yeah. <laughs> yeah man uh, Atreyu is a band that's uh, tried and true and you know recently there's been some controversy with some of the shit they said but what are they saying like oh we invented metalcore yeah okay ah, I, don't uh, know about that. <laughs> I, I think it's that rock star mentality and you know if you've been in the scene and you've been as successful as long as these guys for 17 years the first album came out in 2002 think about it they've been doing this for two decades consistently and each album is, is you shut is a, your well, mouth and, gabe so, what You're, 17 stop years stop it man. they've been doing this for two decades stop it think about this for He's not gonna you, stop you've it. only lived without a Trey you for four years of your life shut up five years
0: shut up think about that well, well no well, five well. years a little two, over five years two uh, 2002 uh-huh i was born in 93 so i was like nine Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not you, bro. That's you. Okay, so you're nine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Still, think about that, though. That's like, you're what, 26 now? 25. 25. So you're, Shut like up, 60% <laughs> of your life has been a width tray you. <laughs> Old man Jake. Damn it. All right, let's talk some music while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, did you see this? Yeah, I have seen this. Back in the studio. Yeah. Uh, the Ghost Inside. It's been now four years since their accident. Yeah. A little under four years. Think about that. We covered that when that happened. Yeah, man. Um, I'm ready. I I don't want to be selfish. I think all of us. I think the world is ready, but I don't want to be selfish. These guys need the time. Yeah. And, you know, I've said it a hundred times, and I'll probably say it a hundred times more. Whatever this next album is. It's going to be epic. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be honest. And, you know, The Ghost Inside kind of appeals to that spoken word core where it hits you deep. Like it's kind of like silent planet in a way it's reminiscent of it right but uh, like i said man the shit that these guys went through and like i follow uh vigil on uh is it vigil or virgil virgil i'm sorry i had my siege talk messed up i follow him on twitter and some of the shit that comes out of his mouth is fucking brutal yeah and not like like dude that was metal like <laughs> like stuff that's like makes your heartstrings kind of tear apart yeah and man this next album it could be good it's going to be wild, and the tour, if they decide to tour.
0: That tour is going to sell out every fucking venue.
1: It's going to be emotional. It's going to be I, wet I works in there. I guarantee it. I guarantee It's going to it. be fucking wet works in there. They're
0: not even going to have to bring out, like, crazy support. They're going to sell out. They're going me.
1: to have, like, one opening
0: band. Yeah, because they could sell it out. Just, they're going to play, it, like, two hours, too. Think about that.
1: They got the Sky Group for yeah. it, man. All you right. could play uh, those two albums back to back. Well, you, you The Mountain much... One, and uh, I can't think of the names right now, and then the the one with the feather pin. Yeah, D.A. Oh, fuck. Don't talk to me about it, dude. (laughs) I don't even want to see that live, man. I know I'm going to get wet. (laughs) Not not in my pussy either. uh, (laughs) Yeah, man. So they're back in the studio. I'm excited. Um, Like I said, dude, I don't want to be selfish. I want new material. But these guys need the time. And I can't say that I get it. I can't say that I understand what they're going through. But for lack of better terms, I I understand the need for time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very good. Uh, And
1: uh, mm -hmm. yeah, man. Merch bundle's gonna sell out, tickets are gonna sell out, they are gonna sell out. This is gonna be
0: the comeback that we all waited for. They're gonna make so much money off this tour or off their next couple of things, man.
1: Very cool. On a much uh darker note, yeah. Johnny Craig back at it again with the drugs.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's out
1: again, he's out of slaves. And wasn't that like his That was his wasn't he one of the founding members at that yeah, thing? Yeah. He was like, Let's do slaves. Yeah. And Man, it's unfortunate when somebody, especially a founding member, especially a vocalist founding member like Johnny Craig, who has such a definitive voice and a distinct tone, gets kicked out of a project like Slaves. Because Slaves is quality. Well, you have to keep in mind that he's been kicked out of three projects at this point. Dance Gavin Dance, Slaves, and what else? Amorosa. Oh, I, yeah, man. I forgot about those Amorosa years. Wow, look at that. Three three very excellent bands. Uh, I, we kind of grew up around the Amorosa time and, the, and that era of Dance Gavin Dance, right? I haven't delved so much into slaves because, you know, I've been in into good. the heavier things. But yeah, but good. slaves there's quality. Think about that. Maybe it's time to get shit under
0: control. Well, that's my thing. Like, my point is, and I know... I'd get maybe one band. Yeah, I because I, I, when I saw it, I saw it on Alternate Press, and I'm like, this fucking guy. And I posted it, and I'm like, this is why I cannot... I mean, I understand he has problems. I get it. But I under, this is why I can't invest in any of his projects ever yeah, because you're cause fucking you're, yeah, heartbroken. And yeah, every time. Shit. like and related. somebody, some is like, well, that's what addicts do. I'm like, I fucking know that dipshit. I've been following this. How old? How old are you? You're like 15. Get the fuck out of my face. Anyway, but um, yeah, every project he's been a part of that I, I've enjoyed. I, all of his projects, it's just he can't he can't get his shit together. Here, here's the thing, I can't speak of the three bands' commercial success. I could tell you
1: from my standpoint that in my eyes they're very successful bands because. Dance Gavin Dance, Amorosa, and Slaves has always kind of, well, less so Slaves, but those two first bands' projects have always pushed the boundaries. And they've always kind of pushed what each band member can do as a collective. Mm-hmm. And I would put Slaves as, an, as getting there, yeah. right? And it's like, musically, they're successful. I, I, Like I said, I can't speak about commercially. I don't know how much these guys reel in. But it's this fact that he he has the talent. He could do it. It's like getting your life together, though. Like, look at, look at Alex Kohler, you know? Um, he's... He, I don't know if he still is, but he was an alcoholic at the time that he left Chelsea Grin. He's like, I am a danger to myself and this band. And so I am stepping away. Uh-huh. And he, he realized it. And I think Johnny Craig is in a position where either he realizes and doesn't want to admit it, or he's just totally lying to himself. I He...
0: Well, having... He's kind of a dick, I've heard. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. I agree with you on that. But he's not... This dude's educated. He, he knows... I don't want to say right from wrong, but he knows what he's doing.
0: Well, you have to consider that there was the whole MacBook thing. I don't know how long you've been around, but the whole MacBook thing where he was, like, selling Macs and taking people's money and just not delivering. First off, if you're, you're a fucking moron if you took that. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's known for having being kind of a diva. And I get it. Um, you're extremely talented. And, you know... You you slightly earned that. There's a piece of that you, that you earned.
1: But, but but here's the thing with other like divas like Ronnie Radke and Ali Sykes, those guys don't endanger their life's work. Well, well not so much Ali anymore,
0: and not Ronnie anymore.
1: Right, but there there wasn't a point where it got so bad that they got kicked out and you know well, bring me the horizon got replaced with. Well, well, okay, ra- okay, ra- ra- yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, all right. All right. You got me there. <laughs> but still though, you know what I'm saying? Like no. Ronnie Radke came back with uh, that other band. That I can't. Fine, there you so. go. And, you know, they've been commercially successful and we have opinions, but that doesn't matter because he's making money and Ali's making money and they're both in good standing. It's just a matter of, look at Johnny Craig, three musically very talented groups. You, you pick up any one of those members and you toss it in another band and you could argue that's a super group, really. And three beautiful things that came out of this collective and it just didn't work out.
0: It's, it's weird because like I feel like there was an era, He was part of that era of vocalists who couldn't get their shit together. I put Craig Owens in there. Ronnie Radke <laughs> was in there. I've got the guys who just couldn't get their shit together. But the other guys did. Yeah, he but the did. other guys did. And, and that, he, that's the point. And he never... It's like, he, all
1: right, Ronnie Radke had his wild streak, but he's okay now. Yeah. He, he's he, relatively tame. Yeah, he never he never got it. I don't know. I mean, look at Ollie. the do is doing a uh, ketamine, and now he's just dropping pop albums. Granted, it's not what I want from him. Maybe you start <laughs> taking ketamine again. Yeah, but maybe we need that. Yeah, but but you know he needs to do what's right for him, and we need to do what's right for us. And you know,
0: I'll talk about that in a minute. Jenny
1: Craig, if you want to do a, if if making drugs feels makes you feel better, do you, man? But we don't. It's it's upsetting. It really is. Tag me out, cause uh, I do. I we grew up with this guy. We really did.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's sad, but, man, you got uh, how many How many more chances do you get? No, man. Yeah. That's three. Three yeah. strikes you're out. Exactly.
1: It's goddamn America.
0: I, mean, I think the dude, I mean, he's the guy type of guy who, obviously, with the projects that he has started and been a part of, he's a guy who has, tries to keep himself busy. Maybe you need to t- take some time to reflect on yourself and get your shit straight. And, and
1: here's the thing, though. Like, all these bands have been successful. Man, I feel like I've been just saying that all the time, right? But I'd get one. You know, your band blows up and you're living or like a rock star doing drugs. I could get one. Everybody makes mistakes. Two, three now, come on.
0: Yeah, let's put shit bad. together. All right. Yeah.
1: You ready to dive into this next
0: one? Well, hold on. Sorry. You, you, you wanna? You wanna? I, I listened about halfway through it. I don't want to give i I don't want to give a full review. Uh, I will say first impressions are solid. I'm not overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to give a full review because okay, I kind of prepared for this one. I listened to this album all the way through. Well,
0: I had two albums that I had to get to. and Yeah, yeah.
1: I know. I didn't get to the other one you're going to talk about, but I think that's fair because you talk about one. I talk about the other. And I think here's my thing, right? Before I dive into this album review. I think I would have been more forgiving on the Bring Me the Horizon album review, and I think you would have been more forgiving on this album review. All so right. I, I think it's fair that we took opposites this time. <laughs> All right? I think it's absolutely yeah. fair. You
0: can turn on the light game if he's getting too dark. Yeah, it's, man. It's, it's, All
1: right. Oh, fuck. All yeah. right. So l- let's talk about strength and numbers.
0: Numbers.
1: This is the debut album by uh, the super group Fever 333. 3, 3, 3. There's
0: no... Was it debut? No, they had an album. They, they had an EP. No, they had an album. What was the album. It's the last album. They had an album. Oh, Made in America? Yeah, that was an album. Oh, shit, it was. Okay,
1: my bad. This is the second album. Sophomore effort. Band, so- sophomore effort, I guess if you want to call it, that it's been like a year. True. Been like a couple months if well, you figure touring, Technically, recording. it's been a year between
0: freshman year and sophomore year.
1: Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You win this one. So um, <laughs> this album and this band has made its way into what I like to call politicore with bands like Straight From The Path. And uh, I guess you could kind of brush uh, Stick to your guns kind of in there To some extent, right? And, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing You know, politics are kind of fucked up in the States now And everybody's warring all the time, it seems, right? Yep not going to dive into politics because uh, Politics Politics, because that's not what this podcast is about This podcast is about music, movies Having good times Having good times Where do I start? Okay, let's talk Start at the beginning First impressions is where I like to start This album... Is Jason Butler returning to form on Let Live. This album if you if you like the latter half of Let Live's discography, everything past uh, the American Well, there's we, only one
0: album past that. So
1: Oh yeah, the the fuck, what was it called too? Uh Copper colored. No, that was a single.
0: The the America the Biggest Black or Greatest Black. Yeah,
1: that like weird white and copper colored album. Right, no, you, wait, we're
0: thinking about a different color different album then. If the devil or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. if I'm the devil. If I'm the devil or something like that. Right.
1: I think if you like that style of Let Live, this will kind of fit right in because it has a little pop swirl pizzazz on it. This album very much caters to the west side of the USA. And you mentioned West Coast Bounce, and I love that terminology because now I can't unhear it and I can't get rid of it in my (laughs) vocab, right? It's, It's in your lexicon now. Yeah, it has West Coast Bounce. And this is kind of a conglomeration of punk music uh some elements of hardcore some elements of hip-hop, hip-hop rap yeah that's to be expected with jason butler yep. projects at this point right mm-hmm. here here's my here's my mentality all right
0: here. let's go let's hear it
1: the first half of this album does absolutely nothing for me it doesn't even captivate me and it it, it it feels like it feels like that later half of let live man but not because i enjoy let live i didn't this was i don't want to call it a burden or a chore listening to it but it was kind of in the background. It was nice. I, it was nice. The song that kind of took me in was Inglewood.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and so he,
1: here's here's what I think about Inglewood. This song is like an ode to the shitty town of Inglewood, California. Ironically, we have an Inglewood in Illinois. Right. And so it kind of, what I'm assuming, the, the lyrics are, what I'm assuming are about Jason Butler's life growing up. His upbringing. His upbringing. It's really shitty, right? And I get it. If you grew up in that part of town, you're probably you know, going to be shitty and so about three quarters of the way through the song it kind of slows down and it devolves into madness in a very good way it brings back the hardcore elements that we needed from that first ep that they dropped and that's what i wanted from fever and so songs the con- continuing like the innocent like there's there's parts in it where it the songs will start off strong but they'll they'll won't be anything more than like new metal kind of well you know not traditional new metal in a sense but like this kind of wave of new metal rap metal um and then it'll devolve into the like the hardcore stuff i like and songs like coup talk which i love i think that's a phenomenal thing um they kind of drive home my point what is what i'm trying to say here the fever has been taken the, the world has been swept by the fever i think that's fair to say right yeah. you guys have blown the fuck up because yes, it's they a have. super group it's, and let's,
0: and let's think about this i, I want to just how, how organic sure. that that blow up was because like it's very easy to say, hey, man, he had Let Live, and uh, the other guy had The Chariot. It's very like, oh, we can credit all that. Nah, dude. Honestly, at this point, The Fever is bigger than either of those then two bands. Than Chariot, than Let, like, Let Live. Granted, Let Live, they were getting there, man. I, I fucking love Let Live. They're one my, of my favorite bands. My opinion
1: bags. on Let Live is the same on 100th. If they would have just cranked out another quality album, they would have been there. They would have broken it into maybe not like headlining festivals, but definitely like B-tier. Yeah. And, you know... But we can't discredit them. This is a super group yeah. at the end of the day, like I said. And Jason Butler being the driving force, being kind of almost like the Johnny Craig, not to shame Jason Butler because you know I have so much more respect for him. Me too. Yeah. But he's kind of the creative force behind this. Yes. And this album, here are my positives. The instrumentals are good. Yes. This is a lot of work for a three-man group. Yeah. This is a, 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 a force of nature, instrumentally-wise. Lyricism, there's some deep shit in there. I can't relate to half of it because... We we
0: grew up around it, not in it. Is well, here's well, wait. Sure. If is it you can't relate to it because it's so specific, or because you've never experienced stuff like that? I
1: think I think it's a little bit of both. Because this album feels targeted to all those kids in like Compton and and like you know on MLK Drive and in the shitty neighborhood. I think.
0: Well, here's the problem with that. I mean, I, I understand why it doesn't appeal to us, for instance. Right. But like I said, we grew up around it, not in it. But I, potentially, I think. This, because of what i heard so far, I, I've enjoyed it from what I've heard, but I think this has an opportunity to open up doors to this style of music for people who wouldn't normally give it the time of day. Absolutely. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Because me, me, I, I like my hardcore with a little bit of hip-hop, a little yeah. bit of a hip-hop vibe yeah, to yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we know. You grew up on the west side mentally.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that's just, sorry, I didn't mean to disturb your story, Yeah, Yeah,
1: no, no worries. Here's my... Opinion on where this band is and where they're heading. They are this generation's version of Rage Against the Machine. And I think that's a very that's fair. good spiritual successor. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think is not going to happen to the Fever. These guys are a super group. Rage was not. They were playing basement shows. They were playing dirty, grimy stuff, right? Venues, I should say. And it all got to their heads. Tom Morello did um, Audio Slave, then Prophets of Rage, and now his solo stuff, which I dislike heavily. Yeah. I can't even like um, Zach De La Roja's stuff solo because it's just not. I don't like it. You know, we kind of spoke about this with uh, with a lot of bands how it's a collective. Summers are greater than its parts. And I think Fever is very conscientious about this. They've seen what the predecessors have done, and they're going to avoid this because they're three very mature guys that have been in commercially successful bands. Well,
0: you know, before give or, give or take, yeah. give or take, right? They've had bands who have of had fame. success. Yeah,
1: they've they've all had their degree of fame and success. I think they're going to avoid the whole messy, fuck you, fuck him, he said, she said bullshit. And I do think that they come out at a very good time in this political landscape. And I think that they couldn't have picked a better, you know, thing. Like, 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 do you know, Uh, it's this death metal band out of Mexico called uh, Brujeria. Yeah. Uh-huh. They haven't dropped an album since like 2004. And then Trump gets elected album, right? Yeah. So (laughs) it's very, they've come at a a good time. And like you said, it's very organic. Yeah. And so this album for me gets a a solid seven. I see its potential. I see their growth. And like you said, man, this band has been very organic and nothing feels like bullshit. Like Jason Butler would give it to you straight.
0: I feel like they were not plastered on the the covers of magazines and they were force fed to us. Well, they did their debut show in like a donut shop. Parking lot, right? A parking lot of a donut shoot, yeah. Definitely, that's very, that's very, that's very punk rock. But and now they selling out venues. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, what because like what bands like that came up really fast. Like bands like Sleeping with Sirens, like they were force fed to the scene. I don't give a fuck what anybody says.
1: Yeah, no, Sleeping with Sirens is falling off.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of bands like that. You just feel like they they were anticipated to be the next, the, the latest and greatest. This band didn't have it. This was all groundswell. This is all people who, like I said, they did have the previous success in other bands, but they didn't rely on that like you don't see um, I forget the dude's name I'm sorry the, the, the guitar player we don't see from the Chariot we don't see Jason Butler from Let Live this is Jason Butler and this I forget the guy I'm sorry Phil no that's not Phil he looks like our buddy Phil but um, like that's what you get you know what I mean Yeah. so they don't have that they don't rely too heavily on the past of what they previously had done and,
1: and, and here's the thing they're not trying to make it work they're cranking out music that they want to hear that they feel has a strong message and I 110% love that agree with that every sort of thing with it this just this album kind of fell short for me, man. And it might be me. It, it might be this album. I don't know. I'll say what you want, but I'll say well, solid 7. It ain't bad, right? No, it's not bad. Well, I think a 70 is a C. C. Well, it's not a bad album. It's just they're kind of drifting into that territory of the rap metal kind of, you know, cuz Jason Butler does that. He spits and he knows what he's talking about. It's just kind of I don't, know, I don't know what to say about this album without being super disrespectful to everybody in the group. It wasn't for
0: me. Okay. And I, I, mean, think, I would say a seven isn't not for you. It's just it's, you're a little underwhelmed.
1: Yeah, I am underwhelmed. I expected a little bit more of the hardcore
0: influence because that's what drew me in. Well, I think from perspective of Jason Butler, he has another band that does that.
1: Right. And we spoke about this and I, I like Pressure Cracks more yeah that's fair because that's they're
0: writing now because jason butler never fucking sleeps ever ever but you, you had the great the great one of the greatest f- analysis you ever said you said jason butler is the childish gambino of yeah. this scene and that's yeah, like absolutely. that's that's on that's right on par. he like, does right. so many things yeah
1: and here, here's what i'll tell you jason no fuck that the fever 333 if you think your situation is unfair If you hate what this country is becoming, if you hate this red state, blue state bullshit, this album is for you. Mm -hmm. If you think that something's just not going your way, check out this album. Because it has a lot of good angst. A lot of bands have angst. Sometimes it's not very good. This album captures what it means to be a rebellious youth in the USA today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's noteworthy. Is it for me right now? No. No. You know me, man. I like... Illusion. I like literary fucking devices in my songwriting. And he uses that. But you know me, man. I like that weird, spooky shit. Like that Vile Valo style of writing, you know? I feel you. And, and you feel me? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not trying no. to discredit Jason here or Vile. Is this too literal? Yeah, man. It's too upfront.
0: It's too literal. To and
1: you. some people might like that. And by all means, if that's your thing, hop on this album. Solid. Strong seven. Strong seven. Uh, last week I said wrist, meat, razor, seven and a half to eight. What okay, do you prefer so far? Wrist Meat Razor. Okay. These guys are doing a lot of things that... Those guys are doing a lot of things that I like. Uh-huh. And granted, maybe if you like that West Coast bounce, you won't like Wrist Meat Razor because they're very East Core. East Core. That's what we're going to call it now. East Core. East Core, uh, West Core? <laughs> I think that's very fair. I think that's a very fair... We're going to
0: start a rivalry. And next thing you know, they're going to be shooting each other like the East Coast, West Coast hip-hop, right? You already know which side I'm on. but
1: um, And I'm going to talk about another East Core band shortly here. But Solid 7. Mm-hmm. I think even if you're not in this scene you should check it out if you have a heavy rap influences if yeah
0: go ahead no i'm saying that's me oh yeah if yeah. you have
1: heavy rap influences man if you grew up in like a bad neighborhood check out this album cuz it's uh <laughs> it's a good way to get some steam off but, Fair. yeah man so that, that's my review i think i was honest yeah. i think i was fair yeah. to it so um <laughs> this band uh i'm sorry this is not this isn't on the agenda i'm going to toss this in here real quick i'm going to keep it short before we dive into our favorite boys from... Uh, fuck, what part were they on? Um, sh- sh- I don't know. Never with an
0: S, I think. Sh- sh- Sheffield? Sheffield. Sh- it's Suffolk. Sure.
1: Suffolk, UK. Sure. I think.
0: one of the what a, Who cares? Uh, Most so importantly.
1: W- one of the bands that I quite enjoy, I gave a review on last year. Um, They signed with Pure Noise Records, so they're on with... Uh, guys like Knock Loose? Yeah. Okay, so See You Space Cowboy is another East Core band yeah. that is devolved into fucking madness. If you like Mate Feed, Kill Repeat by Slipknot, check them out. If you like the <laughs> Dillinger Escape Line, check them out. If you like Every Time I Die, East Core shit, check out See You Space Cowboy. I actually pre-ordered the... It's not their full-length album. It's a conglomeration of a couple of new songs and their two EPs into a 13-track thing. Pure madness. I love it. If you're looking for something wild and totally out there, check them out. Uh, the dude from Sea uh, Space Cowboy came out and covered with Wrist Meat Razor. I love that shit.
0: They're like boys out there. Oh, cool. You know? So mm-hmm. I want to see those two guys again. Where are they from? Wrist Meat Razor. Where are they from?
1: Somewhere on East Coast. I couldn't tell you.
0: That's a bi- that's a l- a large portion of the country there, Gabe. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, let me look this up. I- I'm willing to bet they're from Pennsylvania because there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Pennsylvania. Some-
0: I went so- wouldn't surprise me if they were like from, like let me think, like, like, like New Hampshire.
1: Um, Great American Ghost is from Boston. New Hampshire.
0: I oh, thought they're from Boston.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, they are. Because
0: uh, Boston Metalcore is where it's at, baby. Boston hardcore.
1: Yeah, man. I'm so I'm looking.
0: Oh, what I'm we got?
1: Looking, I man, I, I don't really. Bro, where from? We're getting desperate here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any luck? See, if you had a Facebook, you could just pull it up on Facebook, right? Quick.
1: Well, you pull it up.
0: I don't. I don't like this band on Facebook. Hold on. Let me, on, let me see. I mean, you could still peek. Yeah, I guess. Hold on. I know the
1: label's out of Ohio, but they're definitely East Coast.
0: Pure Noise. Or, uh, their what label are they on?
1: Uh, wrist meat razors on prosthetic.
0: Prosthetic.
1: Damn, we're so like grossly unprepared.
0: Yeah, this is, this is horrible. They are from. Doesn't say. <laughs> Hold on. Oh shit! I just burped. Uh, doesn't say.
1: Damn, where the fuck are these guys from?
0: You don't even know where they're from. You're talking about them from being from the what's gonna call it? This man's like man. Hang on, Spotify might actually have it. Oh, Spotify.
1: Well, because there's like artist descriptions and stuff. No, not Weezer. <laughs> I
0: put, yeah, I guys. put
1: W-R-E-E. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm sorry. I'm looking at these guys. First off, oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're friends, though. I just saw the post up of your buddies. Man, what the fuck? I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm moving on, Gabe. I'm sorry. You, you dig it up. You dig it up, right? But, uh, yeah, man. So, interesting. Interesting. So, I, I got some stuff for my certified bangers coming up in a minute, but... uh. Let me talk about something real quick. It really doesn't say anywhere. So you don't even know. why are you say they're from the East Coast? You don't even know. Damn, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> going false.
1: They gotta be though, man. You think that? Watch, they're gonna be out of Ohio or some
0: shit. Yeah, that or they'd be like in the, from the middle of fucking Sweden or something like that.
1: No, they're not Swedish. I promise you that.
0: Oh yeah? How do you know? <laughs> exactly. Moving on. Icelandic. So let me uh, let me let me let me talk about something. All right. So there's another album that came out this week, Gabe.
1: Yeah, um, from the Giants, known as Bring Me the Horizon.
0: Yeah. So, I started it. That's all I really have to say about it. Nothing yeah. else? I started it, and I almost turned it off like three times.
1: Yeah. Here's here's my thing. If I wanted to listen to pop music that's of this nature, why would I just not go to another British band that I would say does it much better? Too. And you're going to despise me for it. 1975 because here's my thing they specialize in this that's fair bring me the horizon has uh, if you want to call it evolved or morphed into this morphed but 1975 degressed it's is, is kind of bread they're pure bread, you know i don't want to mix
0: <laughs> so i started it and like even more so than the last album which i had strong opinions about episode number two of the second city kids podcast if you're interested in checking that out uh Dude, it's, it's borderline Bieber. <laughs> you know? Uh, I was just really confused. I'm so confused. And I get it, man. You want to be like all those fucking... Uh, what's it called? SoundCloud rappers and shit with your fucking stupid look and how you fucking present yourself in your fucking band now, even though everybody else in that band is a serious musician and I think they should be treated as such. But I fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't know how else to candy code. Again, I, I, this is an album... Well... The, the, the Fever 333 is an album I only got halfway through because time constraints. This is an album I only got halfway through because I couldn't fucking take it anymore. Sure.
1: Um, we said this before. Um, this era of Bring Me the Horizon is not for us.
0: It's the worst era.
1: That being said, I don't think you should take our reviews. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. You know, we're kind of used to that dirty, sloppy, tell Slater not to wash his dick type of stuff. Well, this
0: is not even that. This is so much wrong with it. I feel like it's such a big step down musically. Even, I get it, dude. At the end of the day, you have fucking purple hair now. At the end of the day, you know what matters? If two it things, sells, two things. If it sells,
1: one. If it sells, and two, as long as they're happy with what they're doing, because you know what, we cannot like the album. That's okay. You know who's got to live with himself? Ali Sykes. And if at the end of the day, he he, this is what he wants to do, do you, man? And that's what's important, because there's people that enjoy this album. Who? There's well, You'd be surprised this album's gotten a lot of good stuff. But who? Well, oh man,
0: have you seen Twitter lately? No, I don't look at Twitter. <laughs> Is that a parrot? Is that not a parrot?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not going to delve into it. I kind of knew by the last single that this album's not for me. And I'm not going to discredit it, because there's people out there that will enjoy it. I'm sure my girlfriend will enjoy it. And, I've seen,
0: uh, like, three articles by Alternative Press with them trying to hype it up, being like... Well, well, no. all press isn't really new
1: music news. That's, good. that's also very <laughs> that's true. It's
0: garbage source. How does uh, Maddie feel about it? She hasn't listened to it yet. She hasn't listened to it. Yet? No, she's a fan.
1: Yeah, she is a fan. She liked the uh, That's the Spirit. But um, I, I, I think that's all we need to say about it. This sh-
0: this shit makes That's the Spirit feel like fucking Cannibal Corpse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a hell of a metaphor.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm moving on from that. So so here's my thing. I'm going to okay. check
1: the back of the record and see where the fuck wrist meat Razor is from. If I can't find it there, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> they, it's literally not listed anywhere. I think it's so weird.
0: It is the great mystery of the world. Where are they? Why don't you tweet at Where in the world
1: is <laughs> meat check Razor? Check their Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's not a bad idea. I'll tweet at them. Just, oh, no, I checked their Twitter. It's not on Oh, me. really? It says no location. No location? They're from fucking the parts unknown? They're from the, the like, slave
0: pit that uh, Gwar is from. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're born out of hate. All right. So... Sliding on down. I'm, fucking, I'm done with Bring Me to the Horizon. I'm not even. Yeah, man, that's fair. I like, am not going to justify like them they, for that. They,
1: uh, they transitioned into something that's not for us, and that's okay. I forgave 100. I can forgive Bring Me to the Horizon.
0: Moving Jacob on. Jacob shaking his head. <laughs> Moving right, on.
1: Talk to me about your certified bangers. No, actually, we got the 10 song set list. Did you not do this? Oh, yeah. No, I actually did this. I'm sorry. I totally skipped over that topic.
0: So. For the record, we and Gabe decided off-air that we were going to do Under Oath because we couldn't remember if we did them or not. I feel like we did. I think you might be right, but fuck it.
1: I think we might have done it, but
0: not... Like in an official capacity?
1: Not in a 10-song setlist thing. Yeah. You know, I think we might have done it something else. You want to go first, should I go first?
0: Well, first off, let me say, I mean, out of all the bands we've probably have ever done on a 10-song setlist, this is probably the hardest one we've I've ever done. Because probably for you. Because I've done 10. Because like, I did 10. I wasn't going to cheat. You know how fucking hard this was, Gabe? <laughs> it was super fucking hard. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, you have a much closer attachment to this band than I do. I do, so I was a little bit more objective about it. Um I think I'll go first because go you're probably gonna tear yourself apart. Yeah. We're gonna open up with Erase Me because it was the what's first second single off second single you're off me." Uh, yeah.
0: Something about song. There's no song called Erase Me on Erase Me. What? There's no song called Erase Me on Erase Me. That Race Me is the name of the album.
1: What the fuck am I thinking of that? I don't know. You fucking tell me.
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You thinking on my teeth? No, that's further down the line. Okay, so what are you talking about?
1: Let me let me just verify. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Looks like I forgot my under oath. Moving on to the opening. In regards to myself, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Young and aspiring. On my teeth, illuminator. It's dangerous business. Reinventing your exit. Rapture. Boy brushed in red. And I was going to close out with writing on the wall, but now I got to bump that back and find a fucking replacement. Uh, what am I going to toss in there?
0: Uh, did you do... Uh, did you do breathing? Oh, that's my child.
1: Breathing a new mentality. There we go. Yeah. That's or right. Desperate Times, Desperate Measures. I kind of oh, like that Oh, fuck. One a I forgot better. that one too. Yeah. So we'll do Desperate Times, Desperate Measures leading into Writing on the Wall. And that's my 10 song set list. And Jacob's tearing himself oh, up because f- you forgot a shitload of stuff. Yeah, you?
0: dude. It's so Sorry, hard. man. That
1: was sloppy on my part. I, I, I swear. It's because I didn't really listen to Erase Me like that.
0: Oh, for shame, Gabe. For shame. All yeah. right. Oh, fuck. All right. So I tried my best to balance this the best I could. All mm-hmm. right. Now, I. <laughs> and what I say that I. I just realized I didn't have any songs of disambiguation on here either. but You didn't have Illuminator? No, dude. <laughs> Cardinal Sin. All right. So, number one. You get like one and a half songs from each album. Uh, yeah, it's hard, dude. Breathing in a new mentality I'm opening out with is because I think it's nice and nasty. All right. Uh, and plus, I just love the intro of the song. Oh, God damn it. I forgot so somebody's song. Uh In regards to myself is number two. Very cool. All right. It's because it's probably my favorite Underworld song. It's, it's very hard to say. But it's definitely up there. It's up, up there. De- well, I mean, obviously, I could <laughs> include it in my 10 talks 10 songs that list. Oh god. Hey, don't play it. <laughs> oh god. Uh three. Oh, wake me, not erase me. Wake me. I enjoyed that. Uh it's kind of changed it up a, a little bit of a of a curveball. Oh, fuck, this is so hard. Uh a boy brushed red living in black and white. All right. That's that's four. Number five is In Motion, one of the newer songs that I really, really enjoyed. <sighs> Six is Downset Go, which is again another little bit of curveball. It's one of, but that's one of my favorite songs by them easily, but not as in high regard as some of the more commercially successful stuff that they've done. You're ever so inviting Because it slaps it slaps Banger. so f- fucking hard. With uh, the
1: uh, blue note? Huh? With the blue note interlude into it?
0: No, that's uh it's dangerous business walking uh, out yeah. your front door. There we go. Which is next. Your dangerous is so, dangerous. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> dangerous right. Yeah, it's dangerous business walking out your front door. Damn, Alessandra relax. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mamas. I'll get you later. She wants some attention. Number nine, on my teeth. And writing on the wall. Number ten is writing on the wall. Cool. So you know how fucking hard this was, Gabe? Because there's because you said young and inspiring. I'm like, fuck! I forgot about that one. And yeah, you said a couple a lot of, ones, of bangers. A couple other ones along the way. So, uh, what band are we doing next week? It's your choice.
1: Our choice for our band next week. Uh, we haven't done Chelsea Grin. Let's do Chelsea Grin. Fair. Sure. All right. Chelsea, Green, song set list. Catch
0: it next week on one Oh four. Yep. All right. Susie so certified of the banger certified of the bangers and uh, we'll get the hell out of here. All right. So plus I got NXT to watch in a minute. So give me crazy. All right. So, uh I got them. All right. Let's talk. My certified with the of the bangers week. I have three bands that I want to talk about because I went down that hardcore rabbit hole. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. You this did. week. All right. Now t- to no surprise, for my uh, people who know how hard, how much of a hardcore kid I am, here we, This is what we got. All right, I have an EP from a band called Sanction, called "The Infringement of God's Plan." Cause how fucking that's how hardcore it is. The song, this album, fucking rips. Uh, I found myself like, fuck, like multiple times when I'm listening to these breakdowns and shit. It's just like, fuck, it's so good. And they're on tour with Knock Loose, so yeah man if Knock Loose says hey let's go you know it's good yeah it's slaps. so fucking excellent if they have Keith's blessing they have my blessing facts so uh, Sanction good shit Uh, like I said heavy as fuck and you're gonna hear a lot of the repetitiveness when it comes to the type of review that I'm gonna give also moving on another EP from a band called The Year of the Knife First State Aggression Slaps it's heavy as fuck I love it I love it alright alright moving on last up Only Self by Jesus Peace Jesus, peace smacks. Confirmed. Smacks, and what is it, Gabe? Was my, was my other thing that I said? Oh, what's the other thing you said? It's heavy as fuck. There you go. <laughs> those are my those are
1: my three certified see, fingers of the week. <laughs> here's the thing with Jesus peace, they can't be sneaky because that shit's so thick you can hear them ass cheeks clapping together <laughs> coming down the hallway. <laughs> Talking about motherfuckers got the exclamation mark on their head when they near.
0: Bro, they got that thickness that fucking makes your head cave in when you try to drink um,
1: it. Kind of work in the same vein. If you like those three bands or anything, a part of that, check out a band called Judiciary. They dropped a uh, single called Social Crusade. Check this shit out, Smacks. Nice. Very much in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that was a quality show. I think we. I think I gave a good review. Uh, Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't give albums a chance. No. And you shouldn't. I I don't. I don't even think you should have done the review you don't think so no man because it sucks I I think if we do a review we gotta give it a good listen we gotta be open minded I can't and uh, that's fine I can't but I think it was you know I cannot disassociate what they were to what they have become Gabe it's all right, man it's It's like America there's still a piece of them that we love like there is a hell and some paternal
0: and then that is it
1: I I like some of the earlier stuff Oh, I do but
0: like now they're so far removed from that it's like I can't even look at them the same no man
1: I, I understand I was there and I just recently got over it but it's okay. Let it out. <laughs> and say your goodbyes because those motherfuckers are so far out of sea. They're never coming back. You're, you're right. Jack.
0: No. <laughs> Turn this bitch around. <laughs> Turn this bitch around. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now, with that, I think that goes go ahead and wrap up that episode 103, buddy. All right. So, you can go ahead and like us on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker. I, I just threw us on Spreaker. I don't know what the it fuck is, is Spreaker? I guess it's you another. You having a stroke there? That's another, that's a, <laughs> that's another uh podcast very Uh, cool option for people to listen to avenue that's the word i was looking for Uh, there's a a place on spreaker avenue (laughs) you're an idiot i hate you podcasts
1: are clear anyway okay
0: stop it okay uh spotify google play podbean all that good stuff you can go ahead and like us on there uh i've been getting a little bit more active on the twitter recently so if you guys want to come hang out with me and gabe we are on the twitter Tweet at us. Tell me how our opinions are shit. Yeah. Especially well, if you're an, especially if you're an angry Bring Me The Horizon fan girl who swears that they've been a Bring Me The Horizon fan their whole life even though can't they can't me that it.
1: Chelsea grin pit in
0: March. All right. Cool. Yeah. I think that's it. All right, man, that's it. So, up, uh you can go ahead and uh I guess we could do on out of here, Gabe. Deuces.